and welcome back to The Myth Within. I'm Dr. Thomas Maples, and I'm very grateful to have you here today. Today, we're going to continue our exploration of Hermann Hesse's Siddhartha. Hermann Hesse was a Nobel laureate author who, in the production of this book, underwent his own form of writer's block, from which he had to obtain a little bit of help to overcome that from the Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung. And so there's a heavy psychological influence in this work. There's also a heavy analytical influence as it relates to the themes that we see drive this young prince's journey to realize his optimal self. And so as psychology has um, gained popularity within the last century as a treatment method for self-understanding, I thought that by analyzing this tale, we'll begin to see some developmental themes that emerge. Now, in the last segment, we explored some archetypal themes present at the beginning of the story, and we're going to revisit this from more of an experiential perspective. In the first part of the book, the son of the Brahman, we find out that there's a shadow that lurks in the presence of Siddhartha. Um, the shadow really is an element of something that's going to unfold in the storyline as the prince yearns to find this aspect of himself that um, he doesn't quite have a grasp of. So let us begin with the story. The son of the Brahman. In the shade of the house, in the sunshine of the river bank, near the boats, in the shade of the sawwood forest, in the shade of the fig tree is where Siddhartha grew up, the handsome son of the Brahmin, the young falcon, together with his friend Govinda, son of a Brahmin. The sun tanned his light shoulders by the banks of the river when bathing, performing the sacred ablutions the sacred offerings. In the mango grove, shade poured into his black eyes when playing as a boy, when his mother sang, when the sacred offerings were made, when his father, the scholar, taught him, when the wise men talked. First part, we're introduced to the idea that the son of the Brahmin, Siddhartha, is born into a community, and it's a community of individuals that are more scholarly, that are focused on the intellectual drive to realize a higher state of being. It talks, the first part, the first sentence talks about the shade of the house, and the house in psychological terms is often compared to the self, not our small self or this ego self that we promote to the world, i.e. myself as being the father or myself as being a doctor in my case, or myself as being a husband, but really the self of who are we at the core of our inner being. And this really casts a shadow in the first part of the story, we're introduced to the idea that the son of the young Brahmin, the son of the Brahmin, grows up in the shade of the house. Now, psychologically speaking, the house represents the self. 
not the small s self, but the big s self. And what we look at here in analytical psychology is a diversion between this idea of ego or that capacity that Wayne Dyer once said that we all have to edge God out to assume some identity that we lock onto um, with our full capacity, yet diminish the other elements of who we are and who we're becoming this is the small self now the big self differs from this because this is where the heart and the soul truly lie it's where spirit aspires towards now the big self in essence is the superordinate being of the dreams that we wish to become and here we see in the shade of the house that there's a shadow being cast we're all born with a small self we we develop this as a means to survive um, to survive the onslaught of childhood to engage our adult life we may develop multiple small selves this could be um, the person as the husband or wife this could be the person as the father or mother this could be the person as the attorney the doctor the barista the accountant we all assume these individual identities and a lot of times they intermix with who we define ourselves as a person if you're a mother then you may assume the identity of a mother but that identity differs very much from your identity maybe at work if you have clients that you're having to attend to and so we assume these hats what Carl Jung called a persona and these are all elements of ego which is shaded by this house in the shade of the house in the sunshine of the riverbank near the boats what we have here is really this element of self this grounded house this thing that we're born into this creation of our own family legacy that overshadows the aspect of the self that we are yearning to become and so in the second part we have the idea that there's a riverbank and sun shining upon it and the boats that are present here we begin to realize a journey is afoot in a river we I once heard a saying that we can never step in the same river twice and if we take a look at this saying it really does talk about the life the life's path unfolded water will never be the same nor will we ever be the same even if we step in the exact same place of the river it's a completely different experience that a child may feel from an elderly individual and so here we're introduced to the idea that this is going to be a lifelong journey it's it's atemporal in nature even though it unfolds within the storyline in a very temporal perspective of the Salwood forest in the shade of the fig tree is where Siddhartha grew up here we're introduced to the idea again that there's a journey afoot that there's a dark place that has to be gone through I remember being told tales as a child fairy tales and mythological tales of children that would enter the forest and it's always a dark yet magical place it's a place of solitude of quiet
of dangerous things. Because when we enter those quiet places, we begin to self-reflect, and within our own self-reflections, the chirps of a cricket could become the booming echoes of something unknown and to be feared. But nevertheless, this is an ideal around self-reflection, and so a lot of the a lot of the daimons that we may see in the forest or hear in the forest, these are all elements of our own creation. And there's also trees that offer a source of sanctuary in the story here. And so we see that there's a shade of a fig tree yet again, something that could offer a home or shelter outside of the home where the shade is, where Siddhartha was growing up. And we go on to see that there's an element of a bird that's offered here. So again, we have the idea of this journey moving forward. It's going to, the Brahmin Siddhartha is going to have to ascend. He's going to have to take flight from this earthly place. We have these elements of river, of forest, of home, all earthbound, but they're in the next sentence we hear that Brahman, the Siddhartha grew up, the handsome son of the Brahman, the young falcon, the father, the Brahman, the priest, the son, has to take flight from his father together with his friend Govinda. So we always have supportive themes that are going on within the story. Here Govinda offers someone in his own generation um, someone that looks up to him, that venerates him. And they partake in learning the lessons of what they're supposed to do. They, they perform the sacred ablutions. They perform the sacred offerings. And this gives Siddhartha's mother a sense of pride. It also gives his father a sense of pride in the lessons that he's taught. And so... As we see the journey unfold, there has to be a flight that takes place from this. There is a flight that takes place from the mother, from the father, in establishing our own identity. We move beyond the shade of the family home into our own realm, which a flight would have to take place to move into the forest, under the fig tree, to the riverbank, where there may be some enlightenment as to self that is realized outside of the small self that was born and developed up into this point. With any story, the beginnings often tell us the journey that's to be undertaken. Here we find an escape from the family home, the shade of the home. We also see that there's a journey to be taken by the river and the river within itself has its own life cycle just like the tree symbolism has its own life cycle siddhartha's development will show its own life cycle as he moves from this ideal small self or himself as the brahmin prince to this higher ordinance self, this realized self that he has to undertake the journeys of life to feel. I've often been struck by a saying that wisdom is earned, not learned. 
in this beginning part, Siddhartha is learning the ways of the world, the ways of his family, the way of work, the way of supporting himself in a manner that may or may not lead to enlightenment. As the story unfolds, we will definitely go into further symbols present. But in the moment, we see that Siddhartha's discontent with the learning that he begins to undertake. His friends may look up to him, but this doesn't quite fill him. And so in the next segment, we'll definitely continue this area of looking at the archetypal symbols that promote self-development of the life journey as it unfolds towards a self-realized state. I thank you for listening today. And as always, I wish you blessings on your journey to advance confidently in the direction of your dreams. Have a good day. Thank you.